So uh, this is where design thinking for HR is, you know, how do we promote talent transformation? How do we enable knowledge management and ideation to become innovative products and services? How do we catalyze employee engagement? If these three things, if they can master it, I can bet anyone in HR will be able to do a great service to the organization. So that that uh, coordination and cooperation and collaboration and connecting the dots, if it happens, then that will be a great organization for an agile team for innovation, I, I would say. to the Stars of Learning podcast, where your host, Jyoti Ji, explores the minds of the thought leaders who have vast experience and in-depth knowledge in the learning industry. Now, over to your host, Jyoti Ji. Hello everyone, hearty welcome to Season 2 of Stars of Learning podcast. And my name is Jyoti Ji and I'm your host for the show and each fortnight I interview the thought leaders in the learning industry who will share their best practices of learning in the 21st century. We will also discuss challenges, solutions, latest trends, tools, technology, leadership and their journey in the learning field. Tim Brown says design thinking is a human-centered approach to innovation that integrates the needs of people, the possibilities of technology and the requirement for business success. So now our conversation continues on the design thinking. In this episode, friends, we will deep dive with our guest Chandrasekhar Pandyan who shares that it is a powerful process for problem solving and Today, we will discuss the ideology and process and why it matters and what is the value of design thinking and in what context is it particularly useful and with few case studies. So get ready friends to explore the fascinating world of design thinking with none other than Chandrasekhar Pandyan. Friends, if you are listening to this show for first time, make sure you also listen to my earlier episode number 19 which is on innovation. We had some more interesting stuff, what it means to your business or organization, its purpose and also your role in innovation. And today we have an interesting personality who is immersed in innovation and I had a great opportunity to meet and interact with this leader who is exponentially good on knowledge management and many more. Let me introduce you to Chandrasekhar Pandyan, a management consultant, mentor, coach, learning and development facilitator, is also one among the first few, a certified knowledge manager from the International Knowledge Management Institute, USA. He also carries 28 plus years of corporate industry leadership experience. With a coveted honor of receiving a citation of being one among the world's elite 50 most impactful knowledge management professional from the World Education and Global Knowledge Management Congress. Chandrasekhar Pandyan has served many MNCs including Fidelity Investments, Intel Corporation, Mindtree Consulting, Virtuosa Global Knowledge Manager and Infogain Corporation. So friends, without any further delay, let me welcome my guest, Chandrasekhar Pandyan. Chandrasekhar, welcome to Stars of Learning podcast. I'm so, so happy and excited that you're joining me today. 
Absolutely. Equally excited here, Jyoti. And uh, thanks a lot for inviting me into your podcast. And uh, it's absolutely a great privilege to be with you, having been with uh, different leaders and uh, joining you as a member to share my experiences. I'm absolutely waiting for that. And uh, thanks again. Thank you so much. So, so, so moving on, Chandrasekhar, design thinking, can you say that, you know, design thinking can accelerate change or, you know, transform the culture of the organization? Absolutely, because I very strongly feel I have noticed this gap between uh, the hierarchy and the working relationship is not so rosy between different people in the hierarchy. For example, uh, in one place, you know, I asked uh, a person, how often you used to meet your manager? Mm-hmm. The person said, why should I meet my manager? <laughs> so, okay. now, this question is like, was shocking and surprising. And then I asked, no, your manager you should meet because he or she is going to clarify your roles, responsibilities, and uh, whether you're going the right track or not. Uh, he or she will coach you and all those things. And he said, no, sir, probably it is all theory, sir. It is not happening in my office, which means... Mm-hmm. Cutting short, what I'm trying to say here is if uh, people start to empathize from the top to bottom, that's what empathy in design thinking is all about. Am I right? Yes. I was in a, this is actually an anecdote, but I'm giving without the name of the organization because in consulting, you know, we have a non-disclosure agreement. Sure. So this organization in NCR uh, invited me to be part of their 2025 vision. And uh, in the town hall meeting, the the chairman said, uh, in 2025, we have to become 2x in our revenues, which means, you know, 1,000 crores if they are, they have to become 2,000 crores. And he also said, uh, we have to become 3x in our profitability, which means, you know, if uh, uh, 10% per 100 rupees is the profit, they want to become three times, which is 30% per 100 rupees is the profit they want in 2025. And then he just asked uh, all of you, are you with me? Uh, do you all uh, say that we'll work together to get it? Like that he asked and then people said, come go about it. Yes, sir, he said. So, and while the meeting was over, it was a very motivating meeting, I thought, because, you know, everyone said yes, you know, everyone was thrilled. Everyone sounded excited and you know, they just uh, 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 shouted yes, yes, yes for everything. So, in the, in the last few seats when I was there, you know, I was just kind of going out after the meeting and these uh, people who are in the smaller roles, uh, who are little uh, lesser experienced uh, in the hierarchy, they were all sitting in the last few rows. You know that's how it works. The people in the back, you know, they're all people who really want to take a sneak out, you know, if it is possible, right? Mm. So I was just seeing some people said, uh, these things of 2x and 3x, it is meant for general managers and above, was a girl saying. And the other person was sounding very rhetoric and he said, yes, yes, we cannot do it. No, it is only seniors will do it. So I just observed it and then I was having lunch in the afternoon when I was uh, talking to VP strategy and VP HR, I was just bouncing this thought, you know what, your company uh, lower level employees are feeling that uh, general managers and above will do all these uh, 2x and 3x funda and they will not probably participate. This VP HR, still I remember his face, oh my god Chandra, I thought they will do it. Oh gosh. (laughs) Which means... The VPHR and VP strategy is all trying to bet the guns on uh, the lower level people and they are thinking that they will manage the innovation, they will manage the conversion, they will manage 2x, they will manage uh, 3x. Hmm. But the lower level people think that the higher level people will do it. But closely, I'll cut the story and then go to Intel. In Intel, no, when uh, Paul Utilini was the CEO, 
uh, he was the first uh, person who was having a marketing background to come into a CEO role. And I still remember Green in my memory. He was uh, launching a vision for uh, Intel. And uh, he clearly said, guys, uh, 100,000 plus employees, Jyoti. Okay. He very clearly said after the 45 minutes, this is my macro level perspective in the 30,000 foot plus, but I will be able to tell clearly what I want to my own reports in the next week. And the next to next week, people in the middle management will get to hear about what they have to do different. And in the third to fourth week, all of you guys in the bottom of the organization and pyramid will get clarity about what you need to do different. Now, is this not a leadership style? Yeah. Which means, you no know, cascading is important, Jyoti. True. Right? But I'll come back to the other example. One person was saying, one well, a very junior person, he said, oh my God, eight hours, and now I have to work. That itself is taking 10 hours, and they want to now make three times. Should I have to work 24 hours? I don't know. Okay. And another person says, you know, eight hours work is not completed in eight hours, then 30 hours I want. And they are now uh, putting an application to God that, you know, increase the day by another six hours. Hmm. So, <laughs> because it is three, three times of profitability doesn't come by working three times. Yeah. It is, again, going back to my story, doing more with the less is what is wanted. True. But that clarification was not coming right from the senior level. Like in Intel, I had that clarity in three weeks. Hmm. Because I was in the middle management then. Yeah. But uh, people in the lower level, you know, supervisors or people who are individual contributors had the clarity in one month. But that was great because he defined the time frame also. Hmm. Sometimes, you know, I have seen organizations where this kind of uh, cascading, which is uh, your output becomes my input, my output becomes the next level input. That is not very clear, Jyoti. That is where I feel that uh, we need to really invest time in empathizing. This is something which I call as a leap forward style. Leap forward is, mm. so listen, empathize, analyze, and probe. Mm. By analy analysis, you know, I, we will do what, when, where, who, why, and how. If this clarity is there, then and only then, you, you, you just see the leadership, the middle management, the supervisory level, the individual contributors will know what they need to do different to get to innovation. Yeah. Otherwise, they will be simply bleaking and blinking, and they will never have clarity. And they will not want to meet the managers. That's what you know, I started with, right? You know, how often you will meet your manager. The, in innovation projects, they have to meet at least, you know, uh, every uh, reviews, you know, they have to be present. They have to they have to say what works, what doesn't work, and why, why it is not working. How can we make it work? What are the risks? Okay, now I'll come to the simple point I'll ask you. You, you must have seen a lot of people making SWOT analysis, am I right? right. But believe me or not, you know, in many SWOT analysis, uh, the quadrants of strengths, it is more. The opportunities, it is more. The weaknesses and the threats, it is still less. When I curiously ask people, is it really weaknesses are less? Is it really the threats are less? I got a little frustrating answer. They said, if I put in strength itself, my manager will say that it is a weakness. <laughs> Why should I invite uh, trouble and why it's a suiciding attempt? So now think about it. Why if this guy or girl says that it is a suiciding attempt is basically because you are not listening as a leader. So a leader, when they start listening, in fact, you know, I just love the way that Stephen Covey says uh, this. Mm. He was asked with a tough question because he was talking about empathizing mm -hmm. and Stephen Covey was asked with a tough question from the audience. You know, the question was, Covey, who would you suggest to empathize more? Is it the manager or the subordinate? That was a very sharp question. Okay. 
Yes. So Kavi said, uh, "See, manager is accountable, so he has to listen more, hmm. and uh, the subordinate is only responsible to do what he or she is asked to do. So they can talk, but the manager has to be re- responsible and accountable. Hmm. So responsibility and accountability is uh, blended for management, while responsibilities are only given for people to deliver, which means hands-on people are supposed to be speaking the truth, speaking with people, and then opening it up." and people who are accountable for results should listen first in fact you know i usually say that you know if god has given us two ears and two eyes and one mouth you know let us not use only only that mouth you know let us use the other four also true think about it you know if you are my manager and if i am succeeding you are succeeding if i am failing you are also failing true so that that uh, coordination and cooperation and collaboration and connecting the dots if it happens then that will be a great organization for an agile team for innovation i could, i would say okay interesting and leap forward is something we should be cautious Absolutely. about and accountability and responsibility to build Absolutely. that culture to have any kind of a design thinking or bring that innovation into the organization so thanks Absolutely. for that insight uh, chandrashekar moving on uh, you have been a chief innovation and knowledge officer and design thinking is like a buzzword right even for Absolutely. hr we hear that you know design thinking for hr right. please make us understand the core <laughs> concepts of design thinking i'm not looking at the okay. theory part or a tech jargons but something you know which people are able to connect you know what is that they need to know as a hr or any kind of a profession design thinking what's what's that they need so i'll take hr as a point of reference first okay. so for example in human resources you know hr needs to really do three things one is uh, they need to transform the talent that is available in the organization number one and managing knowledge and innovation with people very very important because managing knowledge is knowing the best practices and the tips and tricks and managing innovation is to go beyond and get uh, new ideas and new approaches and innovation yeah. so talent transformation is important for hr to be accountable for and knowledge management and uh, promoting ideation is something which they enable they don't do they enable from hr and the third thing is uh, they need to really enable the entire enterprise to uh, have employee engagement Mm-hmm. so these three things are very very important when it comes to hr but the very sad part of it is they are not doing it but they are making people to do it they are enablers they are catalyze uh, people they are people who are promoting they are motivating which means mm-hmm. they are not the subject matter experts to work on product or service they are not the people who have best practices and benchmarks they are not the people who are having the subject matter experts for innovation and they are not the people who are going to be engaged to get efficiency and effectiveness but they promote all these things from outside now if this is the background jyoti mm-hmm. hr has to really drive home the point by connecting the dots with human resources that are employees but a very sad truth uh, in the industry is instead of becoming a representative of the employees to the management i am seeing something very sadly happening in the reverse hr becomes the representative of the management to the employees hmm. and this is something which in design thinking now now i am connecting the story if uh, hr is becoming someone who is actually uh, becoming a representative of the management to the employees then it is not going to work hmm. but hr has to now put up their effort uh, to represent the employees to the management hmm. now think about it how do they do it 
by empathizing. Now coming to the design thinking, which means empathizing with the real people who are human resources. Mm-hmm. And uh, trying to define, this is EDFT again, right? Define what is that people want to become different? What is that people want to be innovating? What is that people want to have more engagement? Uh, why is that people are not engaged now? Why is that people are not efficient now? So they empathize with the real people and then ask, then they define the problem statement, they define the vision, they define the need, they define the desire, then go with the ideas and meet a business case oriented uh, presentation for the management, then they are representing the employees to the management. Mm-hmm. But HR, in my parlance, if they don't represent uh, the employees to the management, but they represent only the management to the employees, I call them as people who are in HR, but HR means huge resistance. <laughs> so, which means, you know, in HR, if I am not empathizing, who else is going to empathize in the company, tell me? Hmm. Because HR is the person who is human-centric, right? True. The human-centric designers of the organization is HR, and they don't promote human-centricity, but they, they prom- promote management-centricity. For example, I've seen many HR saying that it is not I am saying, it is they want it. It is not uh, I am asking you, it is that uh, the uh, VP said that, the GM said that. Then that, That's not the way that it should be. Mm-hmm. So, uh, this is where design thinking for HR is, you know, how do we promote talent transformation? How do we enable knowledge management and ideation to become innovative products and services? How do we catalyze employee engagement? If these three things, if they can master it, I can bet anyone in HR will be able to do a great service to the organization. Mm-hmm. And again, I'm very happy to say examples like Intel Corporation or Google or Microsoft kind of places where I've heard and seen people saying, HR has the final say, which means, you know, they have the authority to even veto a big decision from the business person because if they feel that human centricity is not there, if they feel that people are not for something, it is not going to work. They have a final say. But in many of the companies, especially in India, I strongly feel it is managers tend to behave like, you know, it's my way or no way. Hmm. Interesting. So, which means, you know, I have only two rules in the management style or leadership style. Uh, the first rule is uh, your boss is always right. And the second rule is uh, if you're damn sure about your boss being wrong, refer to rule number one, which means, again, your boss is right. So, <laughs> this is where human resources people has to really empathize, define, ideate, and uh, bring business cases for prototyping and testing with the higher-ups. Hmm. And then they represent people to the management, and that will be the way to go. So this is HR, HR with design thinking. Okay. I, I, I really talked about HR only. One more small example in HR. Uh, usually HR asks this question in the interview, what is your present CTC? Hmm. I hate this question because you know what is the role that you're interviewing me for, and you know what is this uh, role which is going to produce as an output or outcome, because you have the JD. And you would know that if you want a great person, experienced person, competent person, skilled person, you call it KSA, knowledge, skills, attitude, aptitude, you know what is that you have to pay. Mm-hmm. But if you ask me a CTC, and if I say a lesser amount, you know, then HR becomes very happy. <laughs> but this is not true. You know, I, I still feel like, you know, I don't want to tell the numbers here, but I just uh, was in the interview in Intel, and then, you know, they simply said, uh, is there anything that uh, you have as an expectation? It could be about the role, it could be about the package, it could be about anything. And they asked me to just open it up. I never came to the CTC side because I wanted to resist uh, talking about the package. Hmm. And they simply said at the end, uh, 
this is very strange chandrashekar you know we allowed you to speak about anything and you never came to the talking about the package but but now we are a little worried you know we we want to check whether what we have in the mind is good for you or not you get the point which means they wanted to tell the package and then ask me is it okay for me or it is not okay because i never came to the point of saying this is my cdc is it going to be 10 percentage more 15 percentage more Hmm. But believe me or not, now, now probably for the first time on record, these Intel guys will also be watching probably. But you know, it was a forty-two percentage hike from the earlier company in CTC for me. Okay, wonderful. Which means, you know, if I would have set my salary in other place, probably it would have been detrimental because they would have said that okay, industry way of uh, raising CTC is normally ten to fifteen percentage. Hmm. Yeah. So now, now this is how you know they have. And again, one more point in exit interviews. i have seen hr probably have to ask sensitive questions like give me three reasons if you want to be with this company again give me three reasons uh, how can i actually hold you and then not have you leaving this company hmm. give me three reasons uh, why you wouldn't want to work uh, in a team which you are working now these are the fundamental good questions which needs to be asked but in exit interview how how, how do you think people ask uh, okay you have uh, probably got a challenging job it seems huh? where are you joining <laughs> so that's not the way that hr has to behave in fact you know in one place you know i don't want to say the name of the company i was actually a consultant just listening not talking anything i was observing it was like that 45 minutes it was only that shot of this girl was not giving the cv of her to get a job in the other person's company otherwise you know it was like you know stay in touch and share me your number will you have the same number or same email id now those things are not important for exit interview you need to know why that person is leaving am i right right now do you see in all these examples jyoti maybe you know i uh, you have to connect the dots again in all these examples be it exit interview be it uh, employee engagement be it knowledge management be it uh, uh, innovation be it uh, business case to be given all those places design thinking empathy is missing definition is missing ideas are missing and going with the sound prototype and proof is missing and you don't want to test the waters you want to only give the taste of the management to the people hmm. so this is something humbly i would say you will not get it in any books probably <laughs> <laughs> sure i think i got the whole story i'm i'm game for the adapti model chandrashekar because i like the whole process being empathetic you need to have that problem statement to go for that solution and have that future mindset and definitely empathy plays a bigger role in the whole process and the, you need to test test the waters correct. yeah correct, correct. with your observations and that's very critical to you yeah correct. so so th- uh, thanks for that whole uh, story and anecdote and connecting the dots so chandrashekar we discussed on the you know design thinking process which leads to the next with a logical conclusion at a testing thing however can this get jumbled up can this process be more flexible in a non linear fashion or it should be like e d i p t is that the way we need to take it great i will say yes and no and i'll explain both okay first i'll explain no no it need not have to be sequential and linear because in case if you have empathized with a set of stakeholders internal external mm-hmm. and you still are not able to define your expectation goal or objective either problem or vision if you are not able to strongly define the purpose you will go back to empathy again am i right right 
which means you know it is not linear it is not sequential always you can get back to the previous or the previous to previous any number of steps uh, depending upon which step which space you are in i will i will call it as design thinking spaces it is not even steps okay you need not have to be linear but the other point is you will come back with feedback you will go back to the uh, previous uh, one or two or three or four phases or uh, stages or spaces mm -hmm. according to where you are for example even in testing the testing is not uh, uh, going okay with the real customer use cases hmm. and uh, then i can go back to prototype and ask them to change probably in the prototype they'll say that no 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 we don't have ideas to attack this and address this you know we need to go for brainstorming then it goes to ideas then they will say that no 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 that is not the problem statement defined then you know why do we differ it is out of scope they may say then you know we have to include it in scope that is definition then to include it in scope and verify and validate is it real in scope for the priority of the project then you have to go for meeting those initial stakeholders to get that verification and validation in that way jyoti hmm. the no is an answer because you can come back to any step uh, it is not linear okay. now i'll get into the yes answer hmm. it is yes because definition may happen from you empathy may have happened from me which means you are not an individual or a team that needs to go through all the five steps or spaces which means imagine you are an individual in an innovation project no one single person will go through all the five stages that's my point hmm, hmm. which means if you are a person for example if you are a strong business user i would empathize with you as a business user but i may be a business analyst you are a business user for example business users will be empathized and business analysts will uh, define and uh, people who are subject matter experts and non subject matter experts together will brainstorm to get ideas and people who are put in as a team like visionaries and explorers and experimenters and modifiers will work as a team to collaborate to make a product or service and the people who are again potential people who are going to be using the product or service they will test it which means these are five different sets of people and stakeholders you get that thought yeah got it this is this is where i always say cascading is important which means you know, output of one team might become an input for this team hmm hmm so in a nutshell it is not always linear it is not always sequential it is not always individual or one team only will do it it is multiple teams multiple locations even you can contract and outsource some of the things to outside and things like that can happen okay got it So oh, now, I understood point. Yeah. Yes, mm -hmm. yes. I was able to visualize the spaces and then you know correlate, interchange all of that. Thanks Correct. for that. Yeah. Feedback is important. Again, yeah. it is like this. You know, Marshall Goldsmith has written a book called Feed Forward. Hmm. So, feed forward is a technique which is not easy because you know great leaders normally give enough input and prepare their teams to be with the right uh, platform to start their jobs. But if it is not easy, at least feedback is important. so the feedback loops are there in uh, every space which makes you to probably think that it is not linear from any space or any stage or any step you can go back and forth it is not always something which is planned like linear fashion and if you want to draw, draw a parallel it is like an agile community got it so yeah. so uh, with the whole understanding of the design thinking concept and the innovation uh, thing are there gaps between design thinking and execution absolutely now i'll introduce something called uh, we we already had tea but we'll now have coffee <laughs> so 
this we have this is a uh, this is a model which I <laughs> yeah which is called D cafe. When you when you are in D cafe, use critical thinking. I normally say. So what is this D cafe? Uh, D stands for doubts. Okay. When you have doubts, hmm. that is D. Okay. And uh, C stands for conflicts. Hmm. And when you have assumptions and arguments and uh, anger, that is A. Okay. And when you have fears, and when you have enemies, which means you know, when I say enemies, quote unquote, what I mean is you think that someone is not going to accept what you are saying. Hmm. So when you are in B cafe, use critical thinking, which means you know when you are in doubt, when you are in conflict, when you are in uh, uh, anger or uh, uh, assumption or argumentative tone in the team. When you have uh, fear, uh, when you have enemies, you have to empathize. That's the way that we normally share it. Mm -hmm. So when you are in D cafe, you need to really think about using critical thinking because design thinking is great to come up uh, with a great tested product or service which needs to be launched, deployed, implemented. Do you agree? <laughs> yeah. I, to, I'm to, still to resonating with the word D cafe. <laughs> Correct. Yeah. So so that's what you know, is over now. D cafe. So, you are, which means, you know, you have tested, you have tasted the success in a pilot or proof. Yeah. And normally we say POC, right? Proof of concept or a pilot launch or a low-hanging fruit or something like that. Mm -hmm. So, now you have, now, now you are gung-ho about going ahead and uh, launching it in a, a bigger scale. That's what is innovation all about. Do you agree? Yes. Now is the real uh, test uh, to the uh, project, you know, which means, you know, uh, how are we going to do it? Will we be able to do it? So the doubts are there. People are having conflicting thoughts. Uh, it will work, some says. It will not work, some says. Uh, the cost-benefit analysis is not there. ROI is not clear. Conflicts. Hmm. Then people argumentatively. For example, in some meetings, you will see that senior people will throw some argument and they will vanish from the room. Now the room is not able to decide. Hmm. Some arguments, some assumptions, some constraints, and those are anger. Right? You know, anger plays the role that. It, it even politically, you know, anger can be mooted, right? You know, for example, if one person is for, one person might be against, but they are in very senior roles. Then you have to serve both both of them. Got it. And the fears of uh, will this change become people redundant? Will this uh, change uh, make uh, people to feel like automation is going to take away the responsibilities from them? Will it going to ask them to get terminated? Will it be showing the doors? A lot of fears. Hmm. And anxiety and fears and all those things are there. And the last thing is, oh my God, I, I have got a lot of enemies. Hmm. Now, this is D cafe. So, it's easy to remember now. <laughs> yes. So, when you're in D cafe, <laughs> when, you're, when you're in D cafe, uh, you have to really critically think, which means now you have to really think about analytically evaluate the choices. Will it work? Will it not work? If it is not going to work, how do we make it work? Will we be having a risk uh, mitigation plan? Who will have the risk mitigation? Will it be internal? Will it be outsourced? Do we transfer the risk to someone who is an expert from the field? And then, now do we decide this is the thing which will solve the problem? Now can we make a decision? These are all things that, which means you know, I am again saying, analytical thinking, logical reasoning, inferencing, verifying, validating, evaluating, and then problem solving and decision making. If you don't arrive at this decision, Jyoti, I'll say that the project management RACI chart will not work, which means you know you will not have the responsibilities identified, you will not have accountabilities identified, yeah. you will not have the consulting personalities identified as SMEs, hmm. you will not have stakeholder information. So a RACI chart in project management will become empty. So 
I have seen a lot of projects fail in the second, uh, uh, the flip side of it, which means, you know, one side of the coin is design thinking, the other side is critical thinking. Hmm. Design thinking, great success, but critical thinking, great failure, you will still have the failure outside. Hmm. Okay. So, uh, I mean, did I make my point clear? Yes, yes. Which, yes, yes. Uh, you, you, you need to really think about plan, do, check, act, and you need to think about responsibilities and accountabilities and consulting and information very clear. And uh, at the end of the day, you will be able to know uh, how will I escalate if something goes wrong? Where will I go to get it escalated? What kind of uh, escalation metrics and risk management principles that we will adopt? If those things are not clear, then it is like, I want to go to a forest, but will it be okay? Will it, will, will it, uh, will it have a Google map if you ask? That's a contrarian question, am I right? So you have to make it work, you know, that's where I would say critical thinking is absolutely important because, you know, I, I, I'm sorry to say this, Jyoti, many people feel, use your right brain, use your uh, right brain to become creative and think aloud, think different, think out of the box, they say. But, you know, they don't uh, really complete the thinking with the critical thinking, which is the left side of the brain, logical. Hmm. And probably from this podcast, I'm asking the viewers or listeners from now onwards, you know, if anyone of you are asked, think out of the box think different. You ask what is your inside the box. <laughs> if I don't know what is inside your box, I can think outside the box. <laughs> but inside the box is present, present best practice. Hmm. The outside the box is not known idea. Hmm. And the not known idea doesn't have a best practice uh, execution possibility. But execution, if it is to be made possible, implementation and deployment, if it is to be made feasible, then you have to do a feasibility impact analysis. Hmm. You want best feasibility as well as best uh, impact. Impact is the outcome and result, which is creativity-based. Feasibility is based on responsibilities and accountabilities and people who are going to deploy it. So feasibility and impact should be higher for any innovation. That's my take. Wonderful. I think, uh, yeah. So uh, since you also spoke about there are... Uh, different kind of a people into the innovation or a design thinking process, the visionaries, explorers, experimenters, and the modifiers you spoke about. Right. So what are the methods we should be conscious of design thinking in the role what we do? Oh, good. One is, you know, we should know what is that as a process that I am supposed to do or we are supposed to do as a team should be very clear. Which means, I'll take a simple example. If you say, uh, take a notepad and write an idea, that is different from having a structured template for writing what is there in your brain. Hmm. So, brain writing is a technique which we suggest people to document ideas and have it referenceable, traceable, available for documentation for people who are going to go to the project later. So, I need to know what I am supposed to do. I, I need to also know how I am supposed to do, which means the methods, the frameworks, mm. and the approach or the template or the formats. Mm. If I am not clear, all these steps are very easily confusing. Okay. For example, if I say, uh, Jyoti, go and empathize with your users, but I am not uh, giving you templates and formats for what is empathy, how do we empathize, mm. how do we document the empathy statements. If I am not suggesting you those very clearly, mm. you may have a notepad full of English, but it may not help to draw conclusions. Ah, okay. So each and every step, uh, there's a great question which I would uh, say that, uh, which is like uh, bang on the point of innovation, because if you don't bring a method to the madness, then it will be madness and we will also go mad. <laughs> 
each and every space, each and every step, mm. you need uh, strong processes, strong methods, and strong frameworks. When I say frameworks, we know multiple frameworks are there for design thinking. Mm. Multiple frameworks are there from uh, the world uh, for critical thinking. But I only expose to you one or two things in this particular talk. Got. But I always say that you know analysis paralysis should not happen, which means don't follow too many things. Mm -hmm. Which means you know, a point of view is. If it is an operational problem, you can do a YY analysis. Hmm. If it is a strategic problem, you have to do 5W1H with a SWOT. Okay. If it is a visionary problem, you have to do a PESTEL, which is like political, environmental, societal, uh, technological, ethical, legal analysis. Now, you know, uh, not all the people will do all these three analyses. Do you get my point? Operationally, one will restrict to only doing YY analysis. Hmm. Hmm. And the supervisors will do a fishbone diagram and come out with, okay, is it uh, people went wrong or methods went wrong or methodology went wrong or management went wrong or the mother nature. You know the 6M is the classic uh, theory. Men, machine, material and uh, management methodology and mother nature. Hmm. But, but you know, now I'm talking to a woman here. You know, now people are there. Uh, it's not men only. Because those days in 1960s when they felt only men were working. So... It is not men can go wrong now, even women can go wrong. I'm saying that. <laughs> so, I think now it has become, okay, people can go wrong, process can go wrong, tools can go wrong, technology can go wrong, finance can go wrong, supply chain can go wrong, partners can go wrong, OEM can go wrong. You, you get to the point, you know, if this structure is not known, hmm. a strategic root cause analysis is not easy. But everyone, believe it or not, in the senior levels, people don't want to come into a training session. They think that uh, we are going to talk only YY analysis, they know it. Huh. Okay. And... Uh, which means, you know, for a senior most person, analytical thinking or uh, critical thinking is to do a pestle analysis, politically, uh, ethically, and uh, society-wise, and technology-wise, and legal-wise, you know, he or she has to evaluate it. So, great question. Mm -hmm. Each and every role, aspects of the spaces of design thinking or crit critical thinking. So, each and every role has to have frameworks. They can choose the best according to the situation. Mm -hmm. They can choose the method and format and uh, document it. And they need to always uh, work with the, the right things for the projects. Not all the projects will have the same tools and techniques. And because there are many tools and techniques available, we cannot do everything. It's like going to buffet dinner. Uh, I'm sure that you will not take everything from the first to the last thing served. Right. Which you take something else and I may take something else because that's called the logic of buffet dinner. Wherein they have choices and we can take what we want. But it doesn't mean that you have to go logically from the first to the last. Love. Okay, got it. That is the way, you know, you have to pick and choose. Yeah, yeah. We don't want to get into the madness and we want to get into the right methods. So that's a wonderful right. insight, uh, Chandrasekhar. Moving on, are there any tools? I know you did tell about Fishbone, Pestle, 5W and 1H and all. Can you tell us any tools that are effective to solve complex problems in an organization? Means from your real experience. Absolutely. No. In fact, you know, I would say brain writing tool is the tool that documents your ideas. That is good for any set of people in any level in the organization hierarchy, which means documenting the idea is something which doesn't happen when you discuss brainstorm in a room. So I would strongly say brain writing is a tool which is meant for documenting great ideas mm -hmm. irrespective of whether the top management is using or the lower level people are using. But when it comes to brainstorming, for example, if uh, you're doing a SWOT analysis, definitely people experienced in the industry, the domain, the functionality, the tool, 
the technology needs to be available to really verify and validate am i right hmm. so in that particular case the subject matter experts who are also experts in doing a swot analysis is important hmm. Hmm. in a very senior level for example if a middle management uh, does a swot analysis and they go to present it to the senior level hmm. i try to reverse the swot and say tau's analysis threats opportunities weaknesses and strengths which means if you are in the senior most management you will reverse it you will ask me okay you did the swot analysis tell me what were the threats you are asking me now yeah. i am listing all the threats then you are asking me tell me chandra shekhar how do you make this threats to become opportunities it is tows now hmm hmm i am saying these are the ideas these are the people who said this and these could uh, be discussed and we need to rationalize it and we need to adopt some of these ideas and then it will become opportunity then you will say if i if i am okay with all these ideas tell me what kind of weaknesses that we have in our system in our office in our organization that will make this to be a weakness which will not be possible for us to execute it mm-hmm. then i will define what is the competency gap competency map uh, skills and people who are there or not our resources we need to fund more and all those things are weaknesses internal things are weaknesses external things are uh, threats mm-hmm. then you are asking if these weaknesses are clearly noticed now what do you think we need to do and to make it to become a strength what are the top 5 things that i need to ask you to do now what is that you want from me hmm. now i'll go back yy analysis is in the bottom then 5w1h is in the supervisory level then swot analysis is in the middle management then tau analysis in the senior management when you go to the board level they go to the pestle analysis but all these things we call it as analytical thinking only you get my point hmm hmm got it now the same way for example decision making uh, you have a decision tree which means you know you have branches of different types of decisions possible mm-hmm. each and every decision has uh, some positives some which is called pmi what are the pluses what are the minuses what are the interesting decisions mm-hmm. if if the pluses are there that is good candidate for execution if the minuses are there you have to ask is it a minus for us or is it a minus for everyone in the industry Mm-hmm. if it is a minus in the industry then you will also probably want to take a little more time to do that but if it is an interesting thing which never is has been thought about in the industry can we be the leaders and pioneers to do that mm-hmm. so brain writing and brainstorming is the two words but we have to use it in different ways to different set of stakeholders according to their designation and roles got it yeah and then comes uh, for example a clear proof of concept approach and uh, pilot approach or a prototype approach for example mm-hmm. i was telling hr uh, related case with you right you cannot have a prototype there for for example prototype is a word that is connoting something as a product mm-hmm. now if it is a service it is not a prototype it is a proof of concept will it work will it not work uh, will the service work for example if you arrange cab for everyone to pick up and drop uh, at any point in time throughout 24 hours will it become more productive is it feasible for us to run that many cabs like that, you know you you are trying to think about a proof of concept instead of a prototype hmm actually you are in the p you know the the e dip t that p is the same thing but instead of a, a prototype you will think about a pilot you will think about proof of concept hmm and each for a prototype then you will know technically prototyping is uh, research and development you know it Mm-hmm. but uh, technically pilot launches you have a set of people you have a, a small cft which we call it like cross functional team and then we will make it work so i'll stop here it is not to confuse but i am saying the term brain writing brainstorming and uh, strategic thinking critical thinking and design thinking all those things are used 
in all the innovations but in a different uh, way okay. so what i'm trying to say here is though the words brain writing brainstorming will be discussed in different uh, roles the adoption of the approach will be totally different in different places for example in a very senior management we call it devil's advocate role i say something and then i ask you tell me why it will not work because senior people are always very happy when you ask them why it will not work they'll be very happy doubly there will be a lot of reasons to say your idea will not work but by the by that question i am asking you to come up with a lot of risks which are documented hmm got it now the same thing in you know, a junior most level people you know beginner you cannot ask why it will not work he will think that you no know, you are demotivating him hmm because a very junior person want uh, blessings and sponsoring and uh, not uh, questions like why will it not work do you know all the risks have you documented swat the swat itself you know is a, is a very new term probably for a beginner hmm 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 because engineers are not always engineering plus mba that's what now i'm trying to say hmm got it yeah so in that way i would say terms are the same but the implementation and approach uh, and uh, templates could be different yeah got it i think yeah. in our conversation uh, somewhere you said that uh, people do ask you think out of the box and all of that right Right. Like design-led companies such as Apple, IBM, Nike have outperformed over the past ten years. Since you have handled the portfolio of innovation in a giant company like Intel, can mm-hmm. one develop design thinking capability, grow and nurture? Absolutely. You no. Know, in fact, you know, I even expand design, D S I G N, like discover, mm-hmm. evolve, strategize, innovate. grow and nurture which means d e s i g n is a kind of an expansion which i'm very happy to say i was the first probably to do this little creativity here but it is a very logical conclusion for example if you don't discover the needs and desires mm-hmm. you cannot evolve what is that which is the scope of the project which you are going to do in innovation that is evolving discover and evolve mm. if you are not evolving the scope you cannot strategize because strategy is important blueprint is important if you do not have a good strategy for execution you cannot innovate hmm. if you are not able to innovate uh, and get outcomes and results you are not going to be able to put it into use with the consumers and customers and then still get feedback for growing it to the next bigger bigger shape size and uh, functionality and features hmm. and uh, if you don't know how to nurture then you will not be able to develop uh, you will think that okay okay one invention one innovation over i'll go for next innovation next nurturing is key because in the world of uh, customers trying to nurture the same set of customers and then keeping them happy with more features and functionalities and richness in your product is more easier than trying to find new customers in the future hmm okay so that is the way we need to really think about growing and nurturing is important but believe me that growing and nurturing is not one person's job in in my own way if i went to say that mm-hmm. is predominantly people who face the customers either internally or externally okay for example internally hr kind of people it kind of people supply chain management and uh, people who are in finance and admin accounts those are the people you know who think everyone is a customer for them do you agree mm right you need to really think about you know what next you know i can offer you mm. for example if a weekly activity report becomes war war hmm. a weekly activity report itself takes 3 hours to complete it and 3 hours of uh, pro- uh, productivity is a waste hmm. Hmm. if you come out with an it uh, tool that uh, captures it and then uh, 
populates it and then asks you to verify and validate, it is a simple 15 minutes task. Hmm. So what I'm trying to say is, you know, shared services in the internal organization can be the people who can grow and nurture. I'm telling that way. Hmm. The same way for outside products and services, it is not the people who are in research and development directly involved in outside. Do you agree? Yes. Research and development or developers or testers are not directly meeting the consumers and customers. The people who are in the business development, the people who are in sales and marketing, people who are in account management, key account management, I'm not talking accounts here, but account, a project yeah. uh, program, portfolio management, those people, we need to listen to them and to define what is that really people want from the market, but we are doing something different. So the growing and nurturing is predominantly left to the people who are customer facing either internally or externally. But the discovering and uh, evolving and strategizing and innovating is predominantly internal, but external things uh, will need uh, uh, to be given as input for growing and nurturing more. Hmm. Okay, interesting. So, yeah. yeah. And my last uh, question to you on this design thinking, you know, it's a definite need in the organization's success to be design thinking and to in the innovation space. It's on team dynamics. Would this kind of an approach motivate and inspire uh, individual and also as a collaboration effort? Great point. This is a great point where I can differentiate uh, brain writing or brainstorming with the design thinking approach. Hmm. For example, in brainstorming, uh, you have a set of people and you throw up a challenge and everyone wants to say what they think. Am I right? Right. Which means, you know, you may not be able to listen to every individual who is in the room. Do you agree? True. But uh, the vociferous voice wins. Or the person who have the ability to communicate and uh, influence and persuade wins. Do you agree? Yes. <laughs> this is where the brainstorming fails. Because... Uh, you know, some people are good to really speak with that calm, quiet and composure manner. But highly technical people who are subject matter experts, I have discovered that they want room and space to be given for them to open up. Hmm. So, brainstorming is a toolkit which is usually the opposite side of design thinking. Uh, it's not going to work uh, when you have people who are not willing to open up. For example, when I ask some people, why you have not told any ideas, don't you really have any idea? Then they may say, sir, my turn has not come, but before that, no, the facilitator has decided. Mm-hmm. Now, this is the loop uh, hole of uh, brainstorming, which is usually practiced in many places where a group of uh, people are asked to come for a brainstorming. Now, think about design thinking. Design thinking is predominantly empathy-based, and empathy is predominantly one-to-one. If you have 100 people in the room, you're going to make 50 people talk to 50 other people. Yeah. Design thinking is about partnering, which is not more than one person at any given point in time. Which means, if 100 people are there in the room, 50 people are going to empathize with the other 50 people in the beginning, and the return on investment happens in the next round, where we are saying, okay, the people who first spoke will now interview, the people who first interview will now speak. Yes. If I am empathizing with you, I will ask interviewing questions. I will listen, I will empathize, I will analyze, I will probe. And you will give answers. I am documenting your answers. That is empathy. Mm-hmm. Now, when I, when I document what you want, your desires and your wants and your needs and uh, your scope, now the turn of table happens, then you document it for me. You empathize with me. Now do you see that every person in the room will be able to complete all the spaces mm-hmm. 
in one hour i am saying very clearly minimum of one hour okay. and uh, brainstorming doesn't have any minimum for example i have seen even 10 15 minutes brainstorming gets over mm-hmm. yeah which implies uh, uh, it may not have been effective they will not agree because they think that okay some ideas have come and we'll work on those ideas and we'll see the next steps people want to get into actioning more faster so brainstorming if you don't practice it uh, in a methodical way to make everyone to contribute then you know by design design thinking empathy stage takes care of it by partnering approach hmm. and uh, this is again a creative commons which i am very happy to share this with all the podcast uh, listeners what i am talking is something which is a template that is available from stanford design school free of cost for all of us to use it okay which which is not known to many people in innovation teams also which means you know they think that you know they they have to create something on their own uh, they reinvent the wheel again and uh, Uh, if i'm not good at kitchen why should i have to go to kitchen i should sit in the dining table am i right <laughs> so stanford design school and ibm they have this creative commons when i say creative commons it is uh, with their logo you can entirely download and uh, any number of prints and any number of times you can use it internally but you should not use your logo on that you should not uh, delete the logo and things like that that's okay hmm. so one uh, it's a, it's a, a one hour template jyoti you know design thinking is a one hour design thinking in one hour they uh, they teach in stanford design school okay interesting and uh, and uh, brain writing or brainstorming it depends on how many people are there and how much you want to really hear and listen to everyone it depends on that so that is where the trade off comes in design thinking you invest more time but investing more time is good no for example if i were to ask a question Uh, do you want to consider uh, consider good quality time to plan, or do you want to get into action? If I ask you, definitely the logical right answer is yes. I want to give a considerate time to plan and then action it. Am I right? Yes. But in reality, it is the opposite. People don't want to spend time in planning. Right. They jump into action. Okay. Okay. Now I'll tell you why they don't want to plan is they are not aware of those tools which are available in the market. So, for example, see these personalities like Alex or Osborne and Parnas. In 1970s, they have introduced brain writing, but it is not common in all the uh, companies. They have a very good creative problem-solving structure, like you know, what are the objectives, what are the facts, what are the problems, what are the ideas, what are the acceptance, what is the solution. They have a very good practice. They have divergent thinking tools, convergent thinking tools, but sometimes we don't really want to explore what is there in the kitchen. but we want to just think that you no know, something in the dining table if it is even uh, curd rice you know i want to complete it <laughs> yeah. but you have a very very good feast waiting but you know people are not wanting to explore that's where i always say you may you may take ages you know for example uh, in google if you go it may take a number of hours and ages for someone to come to conclusion that these things are available but when i say that this is available now i can bet you know the podcast we, uh, listeners will go to stanford d school to download something got it and you will check for alex osborne harness to download brain writing template so which means this is where you know i am trying to be the bridge between knowledge seekers and knowledge sources you know knowledge management is all about that connecting the knowledge seekers with knowledge sources wonderful wonderful uh, chandrashekar i think it's a whole load of insight we have got from the innovation to creative thinking <laughs> to applied creativity critical thinking and all of the anecdotes which you have shared leap to decafe to edipty <laughs> and the frameworks i really love the whole of uh, you know conversation which we have had on uh, this yeah 
and i like the ending one on the design also you know discover evolve Correct. strategy yeah. innovate growing and nurture yeah. is the key Correct. yeah so this design when i gave an acronym i was very happy internally because it is a very logical sequence yes. because you know nurture is actually last you know you cannot put it first right so discovery is first and then evolving and then strategizing and then innovating and then growing and then nurturing it is in that order Hmm. So I became the first and then when I <laughs> when I uh, shared it with the blog communities of Stanford and Harvard I got kind of accolades. Oh, oh right great. <laughs> Congratulations. Okay and I think my listeners have immensely immensely benefited with all the uh, acronyms you have played on the words. So <laughs> <laughs> no, I am one person who thinks you know, uh, to make things simple some acronyms are important. For example if they Uh, at least remember at the end of the podcast listening e dipti uh, b cafe pmi and uh, leap like these four or five takeaways if it is there then they know that there is something in it for me that what's in it for me if it is served any podcast or any youtube video or anything is a success yes yes yeah so chandrashekar the the session is still on we are just concluded oh, yeah. on sure, the sure. topic right. <laughs> okay <laughs> right Chandrashekar, now we have lined up some powerful questions to know about the leaders who come on the Stars of Learning podcast and these questions are targeted to know about you which will influence my okay. listeners okay to engage okay. enlighten and empower and that that's the mission of my podcast too are you ready absolutely okay so according to you what is the star moment the star moment is to understand that uh, i can go beyond uh, knowledge management where I, i was only looking into benchmarks and best practices and i was taking a pass and the moment of truth said that don't stay there chandrashekar get on to ideas get on to thinking different get on to innovation that was that moment of truth where i leaped forward and said it's a continuum knowledge management to innovation that was my moment of truth wonderful what inspires you to do everything that you do the urge to learn more and restlessness and thinking that i don't know anything but i am going to do something these things makes me to always get into the mode of looking forward to learning even from my participants and my clients but hush hush they don't know it you know it <laughs> okay and if you own the company oh you own a company already what's one thing you would do differently in learning i will not look for learning to stop at kirkpatrick's first uh, level so if i were to do learning in a different way i would not stop at the first level which is reaction i would go for did it get into learning did some theory got converted into practice will they be reflecting in their behavior and will those behavior get results that is level 4 but very sadly the industry learning and development even in hr i'm sorry to say sometimes they want a feedback form to be given to understand did the day go well which is the reaction right they are not probably progressively and incrementally going for adjudging and evaluating the learning the behavior and results mm-hmm. so if i were to be able to give learning to my company or any person in the world i would want them to clearly know the results are important and back backtrace it from there what kind of behaviors you want to get and what kind of learning for that you need to get and what kind of reaction that you need to do in the classroom to get involved hmm. because it is not fun it is fundamentals that is important in learning right right 
Yeah. So moving on, what are the three most important things you would like to accomplish right now? I need to be a person who needs to acquire business acumen in different domains, which is little impractical, but I strive hard to do that because when I go to different industries, different domains and different background people, different uh, hierarchy, uh, I need to make my impression first, which I know that it is not something which is important. Uh, you need to really express right, but not impress. But in many assignments, you need to really do the reverse. You need to impress first and then express more. So which I'm trying to really think of doing. Business acumen is something which uh, I need to learn through more insights about every industry. That's number one. And to gain a global perspective, for example, uh, I'm sure that you must have seen that, but I'm still striving hard. I, I wouldn't want to be called as a person who is a South Indian or Indian for that matter. Someone has to be able to tell that Chandrasekhar is a person who can be a go-to personality for global benchmarks and best practices when it comes to innovation, change management, knowledge management, business intelligence. So global perspective is something which I strive hard to learn it from the Deloitte's and uh, Gartner's and Forrester and IDC kind of, you know, research papers. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. That's number two. And the uh, uh, third is uh, really building collaborative relationships where uh, definitely I cannot do it all in any assignment or in any project. So slowly, you know, I'm getting to understand that, you know, I'm uh, 50 years young, I say. Mm -hmm. uh, when I say that, uh, being 50 years young, you know, I understand now that everything which I really want to passionately do it, end to end, I may not be the only person be able to be doing it in different places. So building collaborative relationships to connect the dots and work as a team of people who, where I can educate them, make them learn and develop what I have in my brain, uh, which is which is, which is is not very easy because if it were to be the next invention, someone is probably waiting for that. You know, they'll try to just insert something in my uh, head and brain and then they will uh, download everything in the moment. Mm -hmm. So, but if, if it's not happening at least for immediate uh, next few years, then building collaborative relationships, I have to really do a little more connecting the dots with professional people, getting to do a cross-functional team. As a person owning an organization, I'm restricted to be with my own subject matter expert, but I want to go beyond. That's my point. Interesting. And if I may ask you your key strengths. Key strengths. I'm one person who has the passion and energy, number one. And number two, I can influence and persuade. And number three, I'm a person who is so agile and flexible. These things, you know, defines Chandrasekhar. Wonderful. And what's the best book you have read this year or any time you recommend to my listeners? I know you recommended a <laughs> few books, Steve Jobs, <laughs> right. Feed Forward. Marshall Goldsmith's one more book, uh, What Got You Here Won't Get You There. That is also a wonderful book. Okay. And the all-time favorite is... Uh, the Eighth Habit and Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Mm -hmm. uh, but the recent ones, are, which uh, if you want me to say a couple of books, one is The Innovator's DNA, that is uh, by Jeff Dyer, Hal Grigerson, and Clayton Christensen. Mm -hmm. Innovator's DNA. This is from the Harvard Press. That's a very wonderful book. If I can summarize, you know, in one uh, uh, jargon, it is... One QA, you can remember that way. One O N E Q A. Mm -hmm. So the O stands for observing. Observation is very very important in innovation. N stands for networking, and uh, E stands for experimenting. And the QA 
Q stands for questioning and A stands for associating. Associating is connecting the dots. So observing, networking, experimenting with good questioning and associating and connecting the dots is important to become an innovator. And that's the DNA of innovator. And one of the book, if I can just you know, choose to say, Grasp the Solution is one book which I recently read, uh, which is so wonderful. This is from a person called uh, Chris Griffiths, and uh, he has authored it with Melina Costi. And the name of the book is Grasp the Solution, G-R-A-S-P. Mm-hmm. Incidentally, he's uh, one person, maybe probably like me saying a lot of acronyms. Grasp, G-R-A-S-P means when you want to have a great innovation, he says, mm-hmm. generate, re- react, analyze, select, be proactive, which is a wonderful acronym. Uh, again, it's a great order, generating ideas and then reacting to each of those ideas, analyzing it, then selecting it and proactively thinking about, will we be able to reach the solution, grasp the solution. Okay. Uh, these are some of the things which I quickly remember, uh, which I wanted to say that. Sure. Thanks. And what are the characteristics of the best boss or a role model or a mentor or a coach you ever had? And what made that person great for you? Oh, great question. One of my best bosses in my career used to say, not only to me, but everyone in in our team, the way that he said to me one day was, uh, Chandrasekhar, if you have a doubt, stop by, ask me. And then he passed him and said, not that I have all the solution, but I'll be able to connect you with the person who has the solution. That is a kind of a great leader that I still remember. That's one. And number two, I remember a person who took over from yet another boss. And in the first day, uh, he was very clearly trying to articulate, this is the way that I define the key result area for you. This is how I'm going to review it. And this is the periodicity of the review. And this is the output I want. Very clear. And then he reviewed it absolutely the same way. And number three, one other person who used to say, a great leader, I don't know astrology, but uh, if you have a question, you have to stop by. Which means, you know, I don't know whether you have a question or not. If you have a question, you have to come and stop by and say that I have a question. Uh, Don't make me become a mind reader. That was his point. Which Mm -hmm. means... We need to be able to approach anyone uh, without hesitation when we are in doubt. Mm. It is like this. When you are in doubt, stop. But don't stop at stopping. Seek. That was his advice. Got it. Because seeking from the right person is important. Mm. Don't don't take a longer task because he said someone will ride over, someone will walk over, someone will step over and you will not be able to achieve what you want. Mm. Interesting. Are there any tools that you use on a daily basis to be a better you? Yes, Stephen Covey's seven habits. And in continuation, are there any resources you would recommend to our listeners? I know you recommended Stanford's template and brain writing tool and all of that. Is there any other resources you would want to recommend? Uh, Absolutely. Three references that I would say. Mindtools.com is a great resource where even Free resources uh, that can be downloaded are plenty. And uh, a lot of quick snippets in video, quick uh, one-pager, two-pager templates for any topic that you think in soft skills and leadership and creativity, innovation, problem solving. Mindtools.com is one place where you can go. And and the second uh, great source to go to is uh, Harvard Business uh, Schools, you know, open 
available articles and blogs and uh, you can also get into uh, accessing uh, snippets or case studies or something which is uh, confidentially given to you which we should use it for our own purposes that is one space which we can download why i'm consciously mentioning is in many places you know when i say copyright you know in india we feel uh, it is right to copy <laughs> so it's a copyright copyright content but still you know uh, harvard business school is open for lot of uh, things mm. and stanford is yes, you know i can immediately say design school resources are great mm. and also a lot of uh, mooc courses are available which is open source mm. so stanford design school and stanford is a great source for lot of very good curriculums that you can go and learn sure thanks uh, for that insight right. uh, chandrashekar and we have come to an end of this interview and before that i have one more question left and uh, before i ask you oh, that wow. question how can people get in touch with mm-hmm. you to get more insight collaborate or where where can they reach out to you uh, we can uh, share the number as well as the email id and uh, i'm happy if you can share that uh, it would be the whatsapp number 9530093656 and uh, this is a whatsapp number where uh, i usually say that uh, when only arnab goswami in the evening can talk we can also talk <laughs> sure and chandrashekar uh, pandey at mindspree.com maybe uh, you can put it in the right spelling uh, because people across different places will have different spellings for my name so right. you can put it across uh, and again uh, chandrashekar pandey if you search in the linkedin i am available so that could be the best way to uh, connect hmm. uh, but whatsapp is so simple straightforward immediate connect sure and on a closing note and that last question your advice for those who want to accelerate their career in the space of innovation and design thinking okay your advice yes. you know, my advice yes if i were to say uh, five things that they have to focus they have to be people oriented first leaders who want to innovate uh, in their organizations needs to be people centric first the next is they need to be process centric and then they need to be able to define the purpose the purpose centricity and then they need to really define the productivity centricity of why we do what we do and lastly what kind of products that you are going to evolve and then give it if it is not product it could be service okay interesting in that order in that order it, uh, but but normally people go to the last one first you know <laughs> what is the product that you are going to innovate is what they ask but you know they have to start with the other thing right interesting so that's amazing and right. great insights knowing about you and the kind of an uh, engagement you have so guys all the links and resources which we have discussed in this episode will be made available in my show notes page of my podcast stars of learning and also on my website prajwita knowledge that is p r a j v i t a knowledge.com I will list out all our conversation in my podcast description for your quick reference. Thank you so much Chandrashekar for being on this show. I really enjoyed Absolutely. all the nuggets uh, you have shared on innovation design thinking. Absolutely. You know, uh, the pleasure is mine too. In fact, uh, with this engagement uh, we can explore and evolve uh, the businesses of any industry and uh, if I were uh, able to give those nuggets to enable everyone to have something which is addressing what's in it for me for them i'm happy and look forward jyoti and uh, look forward for a great uh, 
2020 and uh, collaboration thank you very much to you and the podcast and i'm sure the world is small and we'll meet again and again really? for other purposes right really appreciate your time it's been great to have you on my show so friends i hope you enjoyed this conversation with chandrashekar pandian if you have got any learning or motivated hearing to chandrashekar then make sure you do share this podcast with your friends and post it on facebook twitter insta and tag me and chandrashekar and do let your friends know about this amazing information you have learned and let this piece of information help many others to engage enlighten and empower all my wonderful listeners thank you so much for your patience and tuning into this show bye for now take good care of yourself and go out and do something engaging enlightening and empowering thank you thank you very much